So I'm back from the UK and I thought to myself, I could divide this thing up into a few separate podcasts. I've originally had it down as two podcasts. So now I think I could do three, maybe even four, maybe even five podcasts out of this thing. But I wanted to start by saying that the primary reason for going on this trip was to open a bank account in the UK. It was to spend a bit of time in Wilmslow, a little bit of time in London, but primarily to open a bank in the UK to facilitate sometime in the distant future, be it 15 years, be it how many years, moving back to the UK. But to be clear, I really love being in the UK. I mean, it is very strange that I spend so much of my life here in California. When I'm in the UK, I just really feel... Like, this is my place and this is my people. It's very, very strange. It's very strange to be there and to have these experiences because I wonder why I come back to the US after spending time in the UK. I spend a majority of my time physically in a place called Wilmslow, which is where my wife and I lived. My wife and I were married 2001 through to 2005, really early 2005. A little bit after when I was there this trip. It was like February 20th. 2005 was when we left and this trip was through the worst weather period in the uk i arrived after a relatively heavy snowfall which covered a good portion of the uk it was certainly thick when i flew into london and also relatively thick up through to manchester and i arrived on the day of a train strike which meant i spent a little bit extra time in london I could have taken a couple of earlier trains, but as it was, the place that I was staying, the Airbnb in Wilmslow, was only available from 4pm on, and I think I arrived there at about 4.20pm. So it worked out okay associated with that. The place I was staying in Wilmslow was relatively central, was right by an Aston Martin dealership, pretty central Wilmslow. It had a co-op grocery store next door, well, a few doors down which made it very easy to buy shampoo and do all the other things that you need to do when you arrive in a place like that. But it was just so nice to be back in Wormslow. I spent a good portion of my time there actually just wandering around, going to familiar places, going back to the house that my wife and I lived in, the terrace house, and also walking around certain neighbourhoods. I track real estate in Wormslow, probably to sell our house in Las Vegas and get a rental property in Wormslow. Um, so I tracked various areas and I just wanted to walk around to get a sense of the areas. I know where various houses are for sale, this kind of stuff. Just getting the lay of the land. On the first day I was there, I actually went out of Wilmslow. I'll talk about that in a, another podcast recording. But then I came back and I had Sunday lunch there in Wilmslow and wander around. I ate pretty well while I was there. I had an amazing steak that was actually delivered to the place I was staying. And the place I was staying was a good place to recover from jet lag. I was in a terrace house. I had people underneath me, people to one side of me. And, you know, that was very real associated with hearing them at all times of the day and night. And I guess it was an experience of what living in the UK that particular time of the year is like. I went to a couple of restaurants that I liked and knew, just did a variety of different bits and pieces. But on the second full day, I arrived on Saturday late afternoon, Sunday went into Northwich, I'll talk about that in another recording, and then came back to Wilmslow and had a wander around. Monday was the banking day, 
And I started off by having a breakfast at a place opposite. There's a thing called the Smokehouse in Wilmslow, which is a, a meat and cheese and, you know, just gourmet goods, for want of a better term. But they smoke their own meats there and they have a wide selection of cheeses. It's a bit out of town. And because of the weather, I wasn't actually going to walk there. But the place I had breakfast claimed to have bacon from the Smokehouse. So I went there for an early breakfast and I walked into the local Barclays in town. Barclays was the bank that I was going to bank with. And I'd called maybe two months earlier and just said, I'd like to open a bank account. These are the things that I have, what have you. So I went into town and the fellow said, look, we can't get you in here, but we can get you into central Manchester and here's a booking number. It's going to be 2 p.m. today. Now I have to work from probably about 4 p.m., maybe 3.30, so I really wanted to get it done. But I realised, well, I've got a day, so I'm going to wander around Wilmslow. I thought at the time that the train strike was still on. Turns out it wasn't on, but I organised, I think, an Uber to get into Stockport, as it was. And I posted a bunch of stuff and just, you know, got things going. My time on Sunday, I purchased a bit of stuff, a couple of books, but a bunch of miniatures. So I had stuff to send on. But in Stockport, I really wanted to go to an area which was quite magical for me. There's an area which is, you start at street level and then you walk down to a kind of understreet. And when I went there with my wife back in 2002, 2003, there were all different kinds of sellers in this thing. It was like a multi-level, almost like a bazaar, multi-level bazaar, people selling things. And the different street levels I found really interesting and inspiring. So I ended up wandering down into the kind of lower streets areas and wandered around a bit and then went to the train station and caught a train into central Manchester. And I had about an hour and a half to kill. So I went to the Arndale Centre. My wife used to work in Manchester Piccadilly, which is the major of the train stations in the city. And uh, so I walked past the area that she used to work. And I walked to the Arndale Centre, which I remember was a bit of a, a bit of a walk. I mean, it's about 10 minutes walk. And you're walking through all the kind of, I don't know, it seems to me mainly uh, lower end tourist stuff um, that you see through Manchester. And you ended up, I ended up at the Arndale Centre and the Barclays that I was going to was directly opposite the Arndale Centre. Now the Arndale Centre, that whole area is claimed to fame, from my recollection at least, certainly from the time I was there in 2001 to 2005, was that the IRA had bombed it in maybe 1996. And they ripped out the entire, that whole area had been ripped out through an IRA bomb. So all the buildings are new buildings. The Arndale Centre itself is a new building. There's a games workshop in the Arndale Centre that I used to go to, and I went into that briefly because I was waiting for this bank meeting. And uh, the funny thing with games workshop, I did end up going to the games workshop briefly in London, but they just they don't really have anything that interests me. And it's strange going to games workshops now, because if I buy anything, I'm not really buying anything that'll interest me. So I spent a little bit of time in there, but most of the time I actually went up to the food court and found some really very strange kind of British Chinese food, sat down for about an hour and just bought time, basically, while I waited for the bank. Went down into the kind of bowels of the Andale Centre, found a shop that sold me a, a comb, various other basic things. I hadn't combed my hair. I didn't have a comb with me. So I wanted to have a comb to comb my hair for the bank. And I went into the bank and the bank, in very short order, firstly, they said I didn't have an appointment, even though I got an appointment with number in Wormslow. 
But then they said that I didn't have the right paperwork and I couldn't open a bank account. And that was that. And initially I was very angry. I mean, I was relatively angry. I wasn't absolutely furious, but I still had plenty of time before I had to work. So I caught the train back to Wilmslow, walked back from that Arndale Centre area to Manchester Piccadilly and caught a train back to Wilmslow. And I remember thinking at the time, you know, I'd been, these people had lied to me and was the kind of emotion. Then I realised when I was on the train, I was in England. And, like, my worst day in England is still, like, a very good day. <laughs> I'd walked through this elaborate, I'd gone to Stockport, I'd walked through this strange early industrial slash out with elements of medieval, like, village, and I smelt coal smoke in the air. And I was still in England. Like, even with this bank behaving stupidly, I was still in England. <laughs> and it really, really resonated with me. It was very striking. I just thought to myself, you've got to be really happy for what you have here. And the stuff with the bank I can rectify. It's something where in the future I've got, you know, I've got to go back for lunch with two folks at Creative Games Workshop. I mean, I could open a bank account then. I could go back to England and open a bank account at any time with what I know now. So it wasn't like the trip was a complete failure and I did a lot of additional stuff. But it just caught me. Initially, I posted on Facebook, you know, lied to. Then I deleted that post within about three minutes. Just thought to myself, no, this is a crazy, stupid situation. But at the same point, I'm in England. I mean, you know, I've got a few days in England. I've got, you know, three days in Wilmslow. This isn't something to be upset about. And I think that prefaced the entire trip, that I wasn't going to let this thing cause anything because I'd already had a lot of adventures even then this was like the second full day and I'd already had a lot of adventures and I knew I had more adventures to come so that was that